Let us pray. God of grace and mercy, we give thanks for the gift of your Son, Christ, the King of the Jews. As we enter this holy week, Lord, help us to enter into this story anew, to find you in our midst. That we might be more like Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. readings and reminders who did you most identify with in the crowd who did you least want to be like Judas We've been talking about what is worship and what is not worship. If ever there is a beautiful and controversial picture and a bit confusing, the very ones who claim to worship God in this story are the very ones that end up crucifying the one he sent to save them. Worship isn't about religion, it's about relationship. Donald Mueller Miller says the great crisis of the churchgoer is that his action does not save him. He must base his faith on someone outside of his control. He cannot make Christ redeem him or manipulate Christ into redeeming him. He can only trust Christ, and this is a frightening reality. There is something in our very human nature that is afraid of letting go of control. Just as we saw with the brothers in the, in the story of the two brothers and the compassionate father, there standing was the father with his arms open wide with love, such as the way that Christ models that as he climbs up on a cross in obedience to God the Father for the love of us. While we were still sinners, he saved us. You see, religion by nature is a human-centered enterprise. 
In the vast majority of the world, religions are about people trying to work their way to God. In one form or another, they advocate following a set of rules, which is very much what all the uh, religious reader, leaders of his time were about, adhering to specific rituals to attempt to garden, garner acceptance and approval from this higher power. But the beauty is, is that Christianity is the antithesis of religion. Christian belief hinges on what God has done to show his love for us and secure our right standing with him rather than what we can do to earn it. Grace is free. We cannot earn it. The problem is, is that many think that Christianity is a religion. You may have thought that yourself. Many unbelievers and Christians alike would classify Christianity as a religion. Maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal at first, but the definition of religion is calling it merely a belief in a higher power. Christian faith can make the cut. But religion goes much deeper than mere faith in a higher being. I mean, even many agnostics have a belief in a higher power. But they certainly could not, couldn't be thought of as a religion. At its core, religion is about work. Work for justification, for favor, for a better life, for a blessing, and the list goes on. When Christianity is characterized as a religion, the religious emphasis on ritual, self-effort, and work seeps into our understanding of the faith, including our understanding of worship, and it creates confusion. I would say that many unassuming Christians, myself included, began to see worship as one of many religious activities under the umbrella of Christianity. So our myth that we're busting this day is that worship is a religious activity. But neither Christianity nor worship has anything to do with conventional religion. While religion is man-centered, Christianity is relationship-centered. Rather than being about what we do to earn God's favor, it's about who we are in Jesus Christ. Worship ultimately is not about a religion, but a relationship. So the paradigm shift that we've got to make in this idea and thinking and to take back the reality is that worship is not about a religion, but a relationship. If we truly digest this reality, it has the power to move us from religious worship to an authentic kind of worship. You see, religious worship stifles authentic worship. 
Since religion focuses on acts, religious worship presses worshipers into a perversion of a type of worship God from the type of worship that God intends. Worship becomes a game of what can I do to get God to bless me? We began to think if we sing in the right way or repeat the Apostles' Creed or take communion every week, that God will respond by giving me what we need. Now, that doesn't mean, don't misunderstand, that doesn't mean that we don't want to sing for God or that it's wrong to repeat the Apostles' Creed or even take communion on a regular basis. In fact, that, I would say, does draw us closer. But it's about the motivation of our heart. When it becomes a ritual to win God's favor, we're going to miss what it's really about. This is what Isaiah says. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine, but they honor me with their lips. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me, and their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. It's empty. This is... Not something that's totally of our own fall, but really it is part of the Western culture. We've been raised with a do-it-yourself kind of mentality, with a self-sufficiency. We think in terms of cause and effect. What I do determines what I get. If I don't have what I need, we're told to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and go after it harder. Just try harder. We think that if we control the variables, we can control the outcome. While this may be a great attitude to have in many areas of our lives, it does not work with God. Our attempt to control is the very thing that keeps us from him. Here's what one author, Fritz Reinolder, says about religious effort as an attempt to control. Christianity is more than a religion because every religion has one basic characteristic. Its followers are trying to reach God, find God, please God through their own efforts. Religions reach up toward God. Christianity is God reaching down to man, as our readings today would suggest. Christianity claims that men have not found God, but that God has found them. Some, this may be a crushing blow. They prefer religious effort dealing with God on their own terms. This puts them in control they feel good about being religious, but in fact, handing the responsibility of our salvation over to God can be threatening. If acceptance and atonement don't come as a result of how good we are, then how can we know for sure 
that we're going to be accepted. In Christianity, there is only one action we have to take to win God's acceptance, and that is to choose a heartfelt relationship with Jesus over the rules and regulations of traditional religion. When we recognize the truth of Jesus' message, we have to give up our perceived ability to control and instead to hand our very selves over to his grace. Jesus himself tells us, no one can come to the Father except through me. That was Peter's downfall. I'll do it, God, I'll do it. By our very nature, we are ones that will betray him. The very words leave us no choice but to let go of the comfortable security of our religious routines and recognize that Jesus and Jesus alone, nothing else, is the source of our salvation. If you've been raised in an environment in which you've been taught to follow the rules to earn God's favor and made to feel guilty when you didn't live up to certain standards, wrapping your mind around resting, resting in a relationship with Jesus Christ may not be easy, but it is the opportunity. It is what authentic worship is for us. Our reading today ended on the Sabbath. They rested according to the commandment. Resting in God is claiming the grace of Jesus Christ and standing on that and that alone. Nothing we can do will earn his favor. Nothing we can do will win him over. He's already loves us before the foundation of the world. He had you in mind, called you by name and said, you are mine. And so it is that we see how it is Christ modeled that same form of obedience and emptying himself to accept God's will, not his own. That is our challenge as we receive this grace that has been given us. I pray in this week ahead that you will reflect on what is it to receive the grace. Know that it is there, and there is nothing you can do to earn it. Simply to receive and give thanks. Out of that will come a heart of pure worship, of gratitude. You are his beloved, whom he took all to the cross. Glory, glory, glory to God. Amen.